The Productive Woman, Episode 452. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're talking about some of the basics for making time for what matters most to you. You'll find more information and links to some helpful resources in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 452. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. You can take some of your time back with the power of Text Expander. Repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for answers, they all take precious time away from you. But with Text Expander, you can take that time back. And they're offering the Productive Woman listeners 20% off your purchase if you use my link, textexpander.com tpw, and enter the code tpw when you order. So you don't need to waste time typing or cutting and pasting things you've already worded perfectly. You can simply create a snippet that you save in Text Expander, and you'll never have to retype again. Your snippets are saved to the cloud, so they're available on all your devices, Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Now, a snippet, if you're not aware of how Text Expander works, is basically an abbreviation. It's a few keystrokes that when you type them will automatically expand into the text you've assigned it to. I personally have dozens of snippets for frequently used texts, all the way from phone numbers, email addresses, my state bar numbers, up to longer messages that are comprised of several formatted paragraphs with frequently shared information for clients, colleagues, and others. You can also create snippets that will automatically correct typos in words you tend to misspell or mistype. Now, obviously, some programs like Word have that feature already, but Text Expander works anywhere that you type. So in websites, when you're filling out applications, any sort of thing like that, Text Expander can do that for you. And it's kind of fun. Text Expander offers statistics reporting that lets you see how much time you save by using snippets for frequently used words, phrases, even whole messages with formatting and images in your emails, your instructions, your documents, just anything you type on your computer, your tablet, or your smartphone. So with Text Expander, you can work faster and smarter. You can use the powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. And if you work with a team, you can create efficiencies with your whole team by sharing those snippets with them so that your messaging is correct and consistent. Visit textexpander.com tpw to learn more and remember to use my code TPW at checkout to get 20% off your purchase. This is one of my most essential productivity tools and one of the first uh, programs that I load onto any device that I get. So definitely check it out. Again, that's at textexpander.com TPW and use the code TPW at checkout to get 20% off your purchase. So let's get into our topic this week. 
a few days from now will be the ninth anniversary of the launch of the Productive Woman podcast. And I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh, I've been doing this now for nine years. And in the nine years that I've been doing this, I have talked to a lot of women about productivity. I've talked to guests, I've talked to listeners, I've talked to women I know or meet in real life. And the topic of productivity, of getting the things done that matter to us or that we need or want to do, comes up often, I think, maybe because I host this podcast, people want to talk to me about it. And it's a topic I'm interested in for my personal life. But in all those nine years that I've been talking to women about productivity, I only remember two women that I've spoken to, both of whom were guests on this podcast, who told me they don't consider themselves to be busy women. And I will say that both of them are women who have been very intentional about creating their life in such a way that they won't be busy. But as far as I remember, every other woman I've talked to about productivity over the years has talked about being not only busy, but sometimes too busy. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately, that how easy it is to be busy and yet feel like we're not accomplishing one or more of the things that really matter to us. Yet making time for what matters most to you is essential for living a fulfilling and meaningfully productive life. No matter how much we're doing, if we're not accomplishing the things that we really care about, we don't feel productive and we don't feel satisfied with the the life that we're living. So that's something I think maybe we'll be talking about and coming back to over the, the coming months. But this week I thought I would do kind of, I guess, a refresher on some of the basic strategies that we can use to help us prioritize and allocate time for the things that are most important to us as individuals. And so let's get into those. The first step, the first kind of basic strategy where you have to start, I think, is to reflect on your priorities. That is, take some time to think about what truly matters to you in life. Identify, and I would say write down, your core values and the activities or relationships that align with those values. What matters most to you? We can't use our time for what matters most if we haven't really thought about or identified what actually matters most to us as individuals. And that may be different from one person to the next. But by taking time to really reflect on that, to really think about it and maybe journal about it or or write it down in some way, that helps us to determine what deserves our time and our attention. This step really is about awareness and intention. And we've talked about that in the past more than once about at the core of living a meaningfully productive life, a life that matters, is awareness and intention, being aware of what we're doing, what we're thinking, uh, the results we're getting, all of those things, and then taking intentional action to make sure that the life we're living is the life we want to live. And so reflecting on our priorities, uh, this taking this step to um, make time for the things that matter most to us is the step of, of becoming aware and really intentional, uh, becoming 
proactive instead of being reactive, that is going through the day dealing with just whatever comes up, which is often other people's priorities for your time, your energy and your attention. We're stopping here to think intentionally about what really matters to us as a starting point for setting our own agenda for our life. So taking the time to do this really is an important step in making time for what matters most to you. You've got to know what that is in order to organize your time accordingly. So once you've identified those core values and those most important activities or relationships, I think a great question to ask ourselves is, does my calendar, my to-do list, and my spending habits reflect those values and priorities, those things that I say are most important to me, do I see them showing up in my schedule, in my to-do list, the activities that I'm spending my time and my energy on, and the way I'm spending my money? Uh, I think that can tell us a lot about whether our life is lining up with what we say is most important. And I I do want to emphasize that when you're identifying these core values and these priority activities and relationships, that those should be what you think are most important, not what you think other people think you should think, if, if that makes sense. So that's the first step. In order to make time for what matters most to you, you've got to identify what it is that matters most. So take time to reflect on those values and priorities that are most important to you. Once you've done that, you move to the next step, which is to set very specific goals. So once you've identified your priorities, set specific goals related to each of those areas, and then break down your goals into actionable steps that you can take consistently, because it is what we do consistently that makes a difference in the life we're living, not the grand gestures, the things we do every once in a while. So We've talked in past episodes about how to set goals that are actually actionable. And this is a step where you want to do that. Having clear goals with achievable steps will help you to stay focused and motivated toward making time for what matters most to you and accomplishing those things that matter most. Again, this step is about intentionality, becoming proactive about how we use the finite amounts of time and energy and attention each of us has. So examples for this step, I tried to kind of come up with some concrete examples of how you take this step of setting specific goals. So maybe at the first step where you were reflecting on your priorities in your business life or your professional life, you identified expanding your relationship with a specific client or two as a priority. So at this step, exactly what will you do and when to address this priority? What will you do to expand your relationship with this specific client or clients? If cultivating friendships with other women is important to you, what steps will you take and when will you take them to do this, to cultivate these friendships, whether with with friends you already have, but maybe you haven't spent time with recently, or maybe you're in a new area or a new stage of life and you feel a longing to develop friendships. I hear this a lot. I've felt this myself. And so 
if that is a priority for you, if it is something that is important, what exactly are you going to do to make that happen? And when will you do it? As another example, maybe you identified your spiritual well-being as being a high priority. So how are you going to care for that? At this step where we're setting specific goals, what is your goal there and what steps will you take to accomplish it? Again, we've done episodes in the past about goal setting, and we'll probably do some refreshers on that in the coming months. But one thing I would say is at this step when you're setting goals, favor process goals over outcome goals, because you can control the process. By process goals, I mean things you will do as opposed to outcome goals, which is a number that you want to achieve. Um, if, you know, if, if your health is a, a, a priority for you and, and as a part of uh, facilitating good health in your life, you want to lose weight. That's something I'm working on. I could set a goal of a number of a weight um, amount of pounds I want to lose or a weight I want to achieve, but I can't always control that outcome. What I can control is what I do. So maybe better goals for me in that area is I will spend 30 minutes on the treadmill each day, six days a week. That is a, a process goal. This is something I'm going to do that will have a good outcome, whether I achieve a specific number, you know, as far as my weight or not. So the same thing with any of these other goals, favor process goals. So for instance, if your goal related to expanding client relationships, maybe a, a process goal will be, would be, I will identify two key clients that I'd like to do more business with and will develop a plan for three actions I will take with respect to each of them. Um, that might be a, a process goal for that particular priority. And then you can break it down into steps. I'll calendar time this week to brainstorm ideas of how I can expand those relationships. I'll call my contact at each of those clients and schedule lunch with that person at some point in the next three weeks. Those are steps you can take. They are actions. You can't control using this particular priority as an example, whether those clients engage you to do more work for them, but you can control the actions you take to try to put yourself in a position to where they'll want to engage you to do more work. Uh, for the friendship one, maybe a process goal would, would be, I will call friend A to check in on her and have a chat with her in the next week. Or I'll schedule a tennis game with friend B sometime in the next two weeks. Those are process goals. You can't control their response, right? You can't make someone be your friend. They, you can't make someone spend time with you. But you can take actions that will move you in the direction of uh, achieving something in this area that you've identified as important to you. If your spiritual well-being is something that's important, maybe a process goal would be, I'll spend 15 minutes reading the Bible or whatever sacred text is important to you each morning while I drink my morning coffee. That would be a process goal, a specific action that you're going to take that you can control. One blogger that I read various materials as I was preparing this episode and uh, on a blog post, this person recommends following what she called the rule of three. And she had this to say in her blog post. She says, 
Productivity expert and author of The Productivity Project, Chris Bailey, says that our brains are conditioned to remember things in threes. So she goes on to say, at the start of each week, or every day if you're ambitious, write down your top priorities for the week. Make sure they line up with your values and then keep coming back to them all week long. And I really like that idea. So in each of these areas that you identified as a priority or a high value, something that matters to you, that you want to make progress in, you've set goals and this person is saying, write down your top three priority actions for that week. Make sure those line up with those values you've identified and then keep going back and reviewing that until you've accomplished what you've set in front of yourself for that. So that's step two. So we've identified or we've reflected on our priorities, identified what matters most to us. We've set specific goals in those areas. And the next step or the next strategy that we can use to make time for what matters most to us is simply to plan and organize. And this... Lots of things we've talked about over the years in this podcast kind of fall into this category. But the idea is to develop a system for planning and organizing your use of your time effectively. So use a planner, a calendar, digital tools, whatever works for you to schedule your activities, your appointments, and your commitments. Make sure to allocate dedicated time slots for those things that matter most to you and treat those time blocks as non-negotiable. So whatever those steps, those specific goals that you created for yourself, that you've broken down into actionable steps, part of making sure that you accomplish it is putting those into your calendar. When am I going to do this? When am I going to call that friend to check in on her and have a chat with her? When am I going to call the client that I've identified to schedule lunch? When am I going to do that? And get that on the calendar. Allocate those times and treat those as non-negotiable, as a, a meeting with yourself that cannot be changed, just as important as any other meeting or appointment that you have. As part of this process of planning and organizing, we want to evaluate what's already on our calendar and determine whether any of the less important activities can be canceled to make room in our life for the things that matter more. You know, we can find those things that we don't really want to do, that we said yes, but they don't matter to us. Those can sometimes be easier to eliminate, to just cancel It gets a little harder when our schedule is full of things that we really do like and and want to do, but are they the highest value? Are they consistent with the things that matter most to you, or are they using up time that could be allocated to what matters more? Just like with our space, it's easier to organize a decluttered schedule. So start with, as you're planning and organizing, looking honestly at what you're already committed to and evaluating whether some of those things need to be canceled or postponed to make room for what you you really care about. Uh, another piece of this planning and organizing of your schedule and your the way you're using your time and your energy and your attention is to do a time audit, as we've talked about before. Get a realistic picture of where your time is going now. So take a week where you keep track of what you do throughout the day. Um, we've got charts 
that I can share with you if that's something that you're interested in to do that, to help you keep track of what you do for a week and look at whether you're using your time in the best way possible to make sure that you have time for the things that matter most to you. Another strategy or another piece of all this is to practice good time management skills. All the things we talk about on this podcast uh, about managing our use of time, we, we can't control time. It just keeps rolling along no matter what. But we can control how we use our time. So learning to manage our time or our use of time efficiently by eliminating or minimizing time-wasting activities. Uh, avoid multitasking. We've talked about that recently and, and many times in the past, how it simply is not productive. Uh, prioritize your tasks based on their importance and their urgency, if there's a time deadline and so on. All those things that we use to uh, organize our, our use of our time. Delegate or outsource tasks that don't align with your priorities where you can. And that way you can free up more time for you to do the things that are really important to you. And I would put into this category, practice surrendering perfectionism, at least on those, those tasks or those projects where good enough is good enough. We've talked about this in the past, how some of us, we feel like anything we're going to do has to be done perfectly. And we'll spend inordinate amounts of time on things that that probably don't really matter. So when is a B plus or B minus effort good enough? And when do we need to give our all for an A plus effort? Thinking about that um, can help us to use our time more effectively. Another important strategy in making time for what matters most to you is getting better at saying no. A lot of us have trouble with this, but it is crucial to set boundaries and to learn to say no to activities or commitments that don't align with your priorities. When you have identified what matters most to you and you keep that in front of you and you think about it when you're offered an opportunity or someone makes a request to you for use of your time, think about it for a moment. Stop before you answer and say, is this in alignment with what I say is most important to me? If it is, then yay, go for it. If it's not, then say no. Understand that saying no to certain things allows you to say yes to what matters most. So practice being assertive and communicate your priorities respectfully with people who are requesting the use of your time and your energy and your attention. For more thoughts on this, you could check out episode 442 that we did recently on boundaries and way back on episode eight, where we talked about saying no gracefully. Uh, for, for many of us, learning to say no and being okay with saying no is a key component for making time in our lives for the things that matter most to us. The next strategy, of course, to keep in mind is to eliminate distractions where you can. Identify and minimize whatever distractions prevent you from focusing your attention and your time and your energy on what matters most to you. Now, this might involve something as simple as turning off notifications on your phone or computer 
or creating a designated workspace for whatever this activity is that's important to you, or finding quiet and uninterrupted environments when needed. We've talked about this specific topic, eliminating distractions or minimizing them on several recent episodes. So for instance, check out episodes 243, 448, and 450 for some ideas. And we'll, I'll put links in the show notes. If, if you don't remember, uh, we'll put links so that you can check out those episodes. If you want more thoughts on eliminating distractions, whether physical, digital, internal, external, etc. Way back in episode 64, we talked about distractions or dealing with distractions with guest Ling Wong, and you might want to check that one out as well. Several of the resources that I looked at in preparing for this episode talked about the next topic in the context of making time in your life for what matters most to you, and that is to practice good self-care. Taking care of yourself is vital for maintaining the energy and the focus you need to pursue what matters most to you. So that means in order to to have the time and the energy and the attention, the focus to to make progress on those things that matter most to you and those areas that are priority for you, you've got to also prioritize self-care activities such as exercise, getting adequate sleep, healthy eating, and time for relaxation. By maintaining your well-being, physical, mental, and otherwise, you'll be better equipped to make the most of your time and to make progress on the things that matter most to you. This is, again, something we've talked about in past episodes. You can check out some of these episodes for more on this concept of practicing good self-care in order to be more productive in the areas that matter most to you. So for instance, episode 444, we talked about balancing work, family, and self-care. In episode 184, we talked about discernment and self-care with guest Jody Womack. And in episode 160, quite some time ago, we talked about self-care matters. So these are some great resources to, to go to if you're looking for some inspiration, some ideas, some motivation to take better care of yourself for the purpose of really making a life that matters as you've defined it for yourself. And finally, in our quest to make time in our lives for what matters most to us, we need to continually evaluate and adjust. That is, regularly evaluate how you're spending your time and assess whether it aligns with the priorities you've identified for yourself. So doing a time audit periodically, maybe one week every year, you keep track of what you're actually doing with your time and then look at it and, and ask yourself, does this reflect what's most important to me? Am I making time in here for what matters? Make adjustments as necessary to ensure that you're consistently dedicating time, energy, and attention to what matters most to you and be flexible and willing to adapt your schedule when new opportunities or challenges arise. Finding a, um, an accountability partner can be a help here. Sometimes we have a, an easier time seeing clearly where someone else is falling off track 
than we do for ourselves. And so if you've got a friend who also is motivated to make time for what matters most to her, maybe you can share this process with each other. You each do a week of, of a time audit and then share it with each other and talk about it and, and help each other identify areas where you could make some adjustments so that you have the time and the energy and the attention available for the things that matter most to you. Remember that making time for what matters most requires conscious, intentional effort and commitment. But by prioritizing and allocating our time wisely, each of us can lead a more fulfilling and purposeful life, a a meaningfully productive life, a life that matters as we have each defined it for herself. So those are a few thoughts on this. I'd love to know what you think. How do you make time in your life for the things that matter most to you? What strategies have worked for you? What areas are you struggling in that maybe we can help each other out? I'd love to hear from you. You can share your ideas, your questions, your thoughts on this topic in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 452. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place for us to continue this conversation. Maybe find an accountability partner. Find someone who, who you know, you can communicate with periodically about how things are progressing and share ideas and, and hold each other accountable. Sometimes it's easier to do that with someone who's not in your immediate life, who... Um, doesn't have a dog in that hunt, so to speak, as they as they say here in Texas, um, who can be a little more objective and doesn't isn't going to take it personally when they're seeing how you spend your time. So that might be something to consider doing. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Remember, for listeners of this podcast, Text Expander is offering 20% off your purchase of this outstanding productivity tool. Uh, So you can visit textexpander.com slash TPW to learn more. And remember to use my code TPW at checkout to get that 20% off your purchase. That is... I think is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was time well spent. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, in this process, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm -hmm.